Coming right up, Straight Talk with Art Levine. Our show tonight, a conversation with Colonel David W. Sutherland, U.S. Army, Special Assistant to the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Opinions expressed in the following program do not necessarily reflect the views of Charter Communications nor its sponsors. We recognize our obligation to present opposing points of view by responsible spokespersons. For information, please contact the director of program. She stands in the face of evil and will not lose hope or faith. America, the land of freedom, is still the home of the brave. Talk is brought to you in part by Southern California Edison. For over 100 years, life powered by Edison. The Press Telegram, your local news leader for over 100 years. And Long Beach Magazine. Coastal living, city style. <laughs> Join us for tonight's edition of Straight Talk. And now your host, Art Levine. Good evening and welcome to Straight Talk. We're very honored to have as our guest for the entire show tonight, Colonel David W. Sutherland, U.S. Army, Special Assistant to the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Admiral Mullen. Colonel, welcome to our show. Thank you, sir. I appreciate the opportunity to be here. Thank you so much for taking the time to visit us from Washington, D.C. Uh, we first met uh, last Memorial Day when you spoke very movingly at the Memorial Day Remembrance at Green Hills Memorial Park. And more recently, you were out here in California to be at the dedication of the new Veterans Memorial in Redondo Beach. Uh, what does it mean to you to be out visiting these communities? Well, it gives me an opportunity to, to showcase our, uh, the courage that I've seen on the battlefield uh, by our service members, our, our soldiers, sailors, airmen, marines, and coasties uh, as we uh, execute the decisions that are made by uh, policymakers. Uh, the courage that we see on the battlefield and then connecting the communities to those service members that give so much, and not just the service members, but the families and our families of our fallen as well, uh, so that they understand what's going on and the, the, the valor that we see, not only during combat, but also when the, the, the service member comes home. Uh, it also gives me an opportunity to thank the veterans that set the standards for us uh, before uh, we uh, that served before us, and uh, to thank the Vietnam veterans uh, whose courageous acts have allowed us to face and discuss the effects of combat, post-traumatic stress and traumatic brain injury 
because of them, we're able to have open discussions about these two manifestations that have, uh, where our service members come home, they may look the same, but they're acting differently. And so displaying that and talking about it and getting the communities to connect with the military. So it's a huge honor. I know it was a sad episode when uh, our Vietnam veterans came home, many of whom were not greeted with open arms and disrespected in many ways. In fact, our, our first Straight Talk show dealt with uh, Operation Desert Salute, where there was a parade for the first time, and some of them told me it was the first time they had put on their uniform since the war. But it's very different now. There, there is enormous goodwill in the community for our servicemen and women. And, and that's exactly right. The, Admiral Mullen, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, my boss, uh, talks about his experiences of coming home. He uh, graduated from the Naval Academy in 1968. In fact, he's from Southern California, grew up in San Fernando. And uh, he talks about uh, how things have changed uh, since he came home from his uh, deployments. And uh, what we've seen is what he characterizes as a sea of goodwill, a desire now by the, the, the population of America to want to help, to want to assist our returning warriors, our families, families of a fallen, uh, as they reintegrate into civil society. And so this has been a tremendous opportunity to, again, to connect that and connect leaders in the communities uh, to our returning veterans and, and warriors and families and families of the fallen. And it's so unfair to warriors because regardless of whether you agree or disagree with the particular mission or war, uh, these men and women are just doing their jobs and doing it bravely. And uh, uh, they are executing the policy. They're not originating it. Well, and, and you see this on the battlefield. I have, uh, they go places you can't imagine, and they do things that are absolutely stupendous. And they do them uh, in such a way that they're loyal, they're disciplined, both individually and collectively. And, and they're just amazing on what they achieve. And then when they come home and leave that family that they've served with under the harshest of conditions and then make that transition back into civil society, we want them to be, uh, to have that capacity for greatness taken to a level of greatness. I've read in several uh, places that the military, uh, the volunteer army and the volunteer military that we have today is, is the, the finest and best that we've had in our history. Can you speak to that? Well, the chairman says it's the finest he's ever been associated with today, and he's served for uh, over four decades. Uh, it is as a commander on the battlefield, and I commanded several thousand uh, soldiers, sailors, airmen, and Marines in combat during the surge uh, when I was in Diala province just northeast of Baghdad. And they serve because they want to. They're not forced to. They serve for their buddies. They serve for their families, and they serve for their communities, and they believe in their mission. And because of that, they believe the best is yet to come. And they believe that they, can, they have a faith in something they can't see. And that faith is that at the end of the day, they will make a difference. And they serve so honorably. And then when they come home, they want to continue that service. And they want to be active members of society and contributing members of society. And they will wow. because of those characteristics. 
Well, I'd like to uh, make an appeal. We enjoy the benefits of what our military men and women do for us, and particularly in this holiday season, we can support organizations that provide help uh, to our troops, such as the USO, and uh, we'll put uh, their address up at the end of this segment, and if you'd like to send a contribution to help the USO provide uh, facilities at airports and near bases, both stateside and overseas, your contribution will be welcome. And also something you can do at no cost, when you see a serviceman or woman in an airport or somewhere, just thank him or her for their service. We'll be right back after these messages. Electricity is different from any other product we use. We can't store it. We must use it wisely, but can't do without it completely. And there's no substitute for this special form of energy that brings us light, comfort, and progress. That's why California needs new standards that can keep utilities strong, guard against another power crisis, and protect consumers from the kind of shortages that often affect other commodities. Because electricity is different. Getting kids to care about economics is easier than you think. You just need to find a connection. Like how the Port of Long Beach supports one in eight jobs in our city alone. And how the port's commitment to going green is creating even more new jobs. So the Port of Long Beach? Cool. My no texting in class policy? Not so cool. The Port of Long Beach. Investing in jobs. Investing in you. The facts are in. California State University Long Beach is among the nation's finest universities. For the fourth consecutive year, the campus ranked in the top five public comprehensive universities in the Western United States. In 2007, Cal State Long Beach was named the third best value among all American public colleges and universities. Through superior teaching, research, and community service, Cal State Long Beach is changing lives for a changing world. As your business searches for smart ways to save, don't forget about the one that's right in front of you. Switch to the Charter Business Bundle and you can save big without sacrificing a thing. Get reliable business telephone and high-speed internet with local support and great features. Power your business with great savings starting today. It's easy to pay less and get more. Call now and make a switch to the Charter Business Bundle. We're back continuing our conversation with Colonel David Sutherland, Special Assistant to the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Colonel, uh, combat is something which I'm sure cannot be described verbally. Uh, you have to experience it to really know what it is, but share with our viewers what combat is like, what commanding, as you mentioned, thousands of troops in Iraq is like. Well, first off, for an officer, there is no greater privilege than to command uh, our servicemen and women in combat, uh, and to serve with them, not necessarily in combat as well. The bonds that exist between individuals that have fought together or just worn the uniform together is unlike any other bond that exists. Uh, it is built on trust. It's built on loyalty. Uh, it's built on shared values. 
And so your experiences, those experiences, you don't do as an individual. You do them as a team, and you're connected by peers. Uh, you discussed the, the, the USO in the previous segment, and there are 400,000 organizations that exist out there that want to help us as we reintegrate and come home. And that's the same type of trust and bond that we find in combat. Uh, war is absolutely obscene. And there are some things that are more obscene than that. When I first arrived in Diala province, I held a five-year-old girl in my arms that had been shot in the face simply because her father was a policeman. And he was trying to enforce uh, this new thing called the rule of law uh, in a province that had not experienced that previously. And so you not only connect and have a bond with those individuals you serve with, but you have a bond with uh, the people that are standing beside you, the, the indigenous force and the people of uh, the society of Iraq where I was in Diyala province that stood with us and, and that understood that the best was yet to come as well. So when I say war is obscene, there are some things that are more obscene and that's why we fight. I went into a torture house uh, a few months after we'd been there and in one corner were arms, one corner legs, Another corner were heads and torsos of uh, men, women, and children. And this had been going on prior to our arrival in Iraq. The, I was able to trace Wahhabist movements in uh, Diyala province to 1986. And there are human rights violations. The Kurdish people coming to us and saying they gassed us. Uh, there are some things more obscene, and that's why we fight. So the bond between us that have served in combat together is one that is unmistakably sound. And when we come home, we look for that same bond with the American people. And that's what we're seeing, this desire to help. And what we've, we're looking for is those community leaders, formal and informal, to connect us to uh, and connect with us and help us to achieve our greatness. But uh, the, the understanding that combat is difficult uh, is made much easier because of the bonds between those that serve together. You and a colleague wrote a white paper, Sea of Goodwill, and I know your current mission uh, involving warrior uh, and family support involves doing exactly what you were referring to, and your paper focuses on three important legs of, of this uh, meeting the donor to the need, education, uh, medical care, and job opportunities. Yes, sir. Speak to that, if you would. Well, it, it's, uh, it actually, the sea of goodwill was coined by Admiral Mullen several years ago, and he's talking about this desire to help that exists. And the challenge is harnessing that sea of goodwill. When we come home, we come home to families, we come home to neighbors, and we come home to communities. We don't necessarily come home to government programs and departments. And so recognizing that there is this desire, how do we connect that to the needs? And we looked at quality of life and the quality of life uh, for the, the rest of our lives as we reintegrate into civil society. The foundation uh, of quality of life is education. And not just education for the returning warriors, but education for the children and the children of our fallen and our spouses as well. 
And so when I was a, a kid, I could graduate from high school with a high school degree and be very successful. It's not that way. You need to be a graduate of some degree-producing school, whether it's a college, whether it's a community college or a university or a trade school. Uh, that sets you up for success, and it gives you options. It gives you options and, and capacity uh, that is beyond uh, what you would have without it. And let me just state for the record that here at Long Beach State, where I teach and where our studio is, we do have a veterans university. Mm -hmm. We are sensitive to them. Very strong network. And what we find is when you're connected to a network, a returning warrior, because what they've experienced in combat and that family experience, when you come home, they stay in school. The post-9-11 GI Bill is the, the, is the best ever. And it enables them, but once they get into school, they want to be connected to a network. They want to be connected to mentors. So they stay in school when they're in these networks and connected. The aspect of employment, once you have the education, the meaningful employment uh, is, uh, again, allows for that long-term quality of life. And meaningful employment is significant. And, again, what we've found is when they get the jobs, and, and they're just asking for a chance, just asking for that opportunity because once you get them in, you're going to find individuals that have thrived on the battlefield or thrived in the service, and now we're going to do the same thing in your organization. There are these individuals that understand uh, working long hours. They're disciplined. They bring uh, ethical leadership to the, the organization, and then they also understand risk and how to mitigate risk. So they are value added to the organization, and they're part of a team. They understand teamwork. I hear a good plug for hiring a vet right there. And let me put up a website now that the colonel told us about called warriorgateway.org, which is a uh, Internet uh, clearinghouse where you can find opportunities and, and find organizations that can help. We'll be back with more of our show after these messages. Phil Trainees mixes California style with continental cuisine that includes fresh seafood from around the world. Since Phil is the chef, the menu has a wide variety of pastas, salads, soups, and appetizers that feature his unique personal touch. And the Italian-American signature dishes are simply beyond delicious. You never know who you're going to run into at trainees, from the famous sports legends on the Wall of Fame to local celebrities having a drink at the bar. For the best fine dining experience, visit Phil Trainees. At Performance Plus Tire, you'll find we carry Toyo tires. For over 50 years, Toyo has been a world leader in the development of high-quality tires. Optimum performance, safety, and a comfortable ride. That's what makes Toyo tires great. And now come into Performance Plus Tire for a great deal on these Toyo tires. Proxies ST, Open Country AT, and Proxies 4. Toyo tires, driven to perform. Come in today and we'll install new Toyo tires on your vehicle while you wait. Performance Plus Tire on Cherry Avenue, one mile north of the 405 in Long Beach. When I was a boy growing up in Italy, I had a dream to own my own store. I came to the United States and I worked hard as a tailor. Hi, I'm Umberto. I've been in Long Beach since 1960, carrying the finest quality men's clothing. It was a long way away, but styles are just around the corner. Umberto, 2141 Belfar, Long Beach. 
People need a hero. They need something they can believe in. That's where Dog the Water Copper comes in. Oh no! Alright, you little trail sniffer. I've been watching you take a shower for the past 40 minutes. Think of all that water you're wasting. Well, I mean, that's really weird, dog. I'm totally naked right now. Continuing this uh, wonderful conversation uh, with Colonel Sutherland, in the last segment, Colonel, you mentioned the ethical values of, of the troops and of the commanders and uh, loyalty and integrity and uh, uh, responsibility among them. Uh, I teach ethics here, and uh, it's wonderful to see those values employed by an entire organization. Sir, and that's uh, it, it's doing the right thing for the organization and not worrying about personal or financial gain for yourself. And, and that's one of our basic values. As we come home, we bring that to civil society. And as we come home to our communities, what we're looking for are community leaders to connect with those that have served because they will add so much value to the organization, the community as a whole. And so different ways to connect with them uh, in different areas. Each, each community is different, but uh, a community action team where you're able to harness all the resources that are available. And then in this, you see that opportunity as an ethical leader uh, in the community to, to bring together the power of those that have served. And not just with uh, bringing them in, connecting them, but also sharing information, sharing information that assists everyone in the community, and then harnessing that power of all the government organizations, state, federal, local, as well as the not-for-profits. And in every community, there are many not-for-profits that focus on the needs of the warriors. One is uh, the access to health care, which is information and options beyond what government may provide. There are phenomenal organizations that are assisting with post-traumatic stress, uh, behavioral health issues. Again, we can discuss these and bring these to the forefront and get the resources that are available beyond what's provided perhaps by the government, get those and make those available through these community action teams that come together and bring together all these disparate efforts uh, into one harnessed Group. So it's turning the sea of goodwill into specific entities that can implement that. Absolutely. And, and we see these groups standing up all across the country where we put aside personal interests or, or biases. We leave our biases at the door. At the door, yes. And we bring them together and, and recognize that we don't need to duplicate efforts if we have multiple groups. Explain to our viewers, if you would, the question I asked before we went on air, because some people might say, well, we have VA hospitals. We have one right next to us. Don't the VA hospitals take care of all the medical needs? The VA does a, a great job uh, in the programs that they have available, but there are individual, unique individual needs. The other part is defeating the stigma and getting our veterans 
are returning warriors to enroll in the Some are really reluctant to enroll. They are. And so connecting the veterans, because some of us think we don't have issues or challenges or we don't want to admit it. So we may go and look for other organizations that can assist us and connect us. Peer-to-peer networks. There's a group out of uh, Tucson called Vets for Vets that I just like connecting and talking to other service members with peer-to-peer counseling that have been where I've been. And it's the same thing with our, our female warriors, which we have to do a much better job of connecting their, or supporting their needs as well because their challenges are sometimes much different. And so there are groups out there that want to assist the challenges connecting that donor to the needs and the needs to the donor. And that's where the community action teams, those leaders, those community leaders connecting to the service member when they get home, sharing information, harnessing these resources and bringing them together, and then recognizing also that there are other benevolent organizations and faith-based organizations as well that want to assist and grasping those. Uh, The universities are, are a great model because the universities represent the community and the community represents the university. This idea came up by an individual named Jack Langell who was the coach at Marshall in 1970 when the the plane went down killing members of the football team. And students at the university wanted to quit school. They were all affected by the horror of this plane crash. And the community surrounded them. They provided mentors to the students. They connected with them. And the students stayed in school, got them to stay, and got them to take their capacity for greatness to a level of greatness. And it's the same thing we can do with our warriors when they come home, our veterans and our families, and the families of the fallen that have very unique needs as well. Beautifully stated. And we'll be back with the remaining portion of our show after these messages. Welcome to McKenna's on the Bay, where fine dining is complemented with a breathtaking view. McKenna's is a restaurant of incredible ambiance, providing service and cuisine with style, class, and romance. The menu offers a variety of appetizers, serious seafood, prime steaks and oyster bar, and specialty entrees for either lunch or dinner. McKenna's on the Bay features patio dining, nightly entertainment, and two banquet facilities. No matter what your occasion, McKenna's on the Bay is like being on vacation. Join us today at McKenna's on the Bay. Founded in 1976, Polly's Gourmet Coffee is Southern California's most complete gourmet coffee store. Polly's has the best tasting coffee freshly roasted every day right in the store. Plus a wide selection of teas, an in-house bakery, espresso bar, patio dining, and more. We also offer Wi-Fi, free internet access for all of our customers. Our nationwide clientele agree, when it comes to coffee, there's only one name to remember. Polly's, 4606 East 2nd Street, welcoming you into Belmont Shore. those who are closest to you from our family to yours mccarty's jewelry since 1932 how do you like your chances the rest of the way i got no idea but i do know that if we stay with naples rib company at least we won't go hungry 
Coach, what do you think about some of those questionable calls tonight? Yeah, but if you want a sound call, I'd call Naples Rib Company. You can't miss on that call. Then Naples Rib Company is part of your game plan? There really is nothing more motivating than a great barbecue meal at Naples Rib Company. Victory or not, Naples Rib Company, great game plan. It is impressive to me that Admiral Mullen, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, feels it important enough to have a special assistant focused on warrior and family support, and to meet someone of the quality of Colonel Sutherland implementing that job gives me cause for, for great satisfaction. We want to thank you, sir, for your long and distinguished service to our nation and for the work you're doing now. Sir, thank you. I appreciate it. And just very quickly, uh, Admiral Mullen has made a career over four decades of doing the right things and saying the right things. And to say that he's passionate about the care and the quality of life of our returning warriors, our veterans, our families, and the families of our fallen is an understatement. He is possessed. And he's possessed just like we all are, all of us that have served, because when we raise our right hand, we are saying that we, we are writing a, a, a check payable to the United States of America. And we are all saying we are veterans, we will serve, we're fathers, we're, we're husbands, we're sons, we're uncles, and we will die for you. Thank you, sir. And thank you so much for joining us on Straight Talk. Thank you, sir. Thank you for being with us, and please join us next week for the next edition of Straight Talk. Good night, everyone. Straight Talk has been brought to you by Southern California Edison, The Press-Telegram, and Long Beach Magazine. And remember, Straight Talk is viewable worldwide 24-7 at straighttalktv.com.